Welcome to Zichud Avsi Manu Memory of Ram Goldai and Tehim Zechus Yuma Daf Nun Zayin, the fifth pair of Kod Silo. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, a Brisa taught because she maza in a maza aparochas el kenegad parochas. When the Kongado does hazah, he does not do hazah on the parochas, but only opposite the parochas without the drops of blood actually coming in contact with it. Rabbi said, I saw the parochas in Rome, and there were many drops of blood of the par and the seer of Yom Kippur. Clearly, the blood was meant to reach the parochas. The Gemara questioned his proof, suggesting that perhaps he saw the blood of the Paralam Davar or the Sira of Odazor, and answered that he recognized the correct blood because he saw they had been done in sequence, one above and seven progressively lower. Pointing him to the grass, what is to be done if if the blood of the bull becomes mixed with the blood of the goat before any sprinklings are performed? Rava said, the Kongaro places the mixture one time above and seven times below, and this is sufficient for both applications. When Rabbi Hermia heard this teaching, he said, But why Tibshai, the foolish Babylonians, is because they dwell in a dark land that they state murky teachings. Rush explains the Baba is a low-lying land and therefore a dark one. According to Rabba, the Kongaro applies the above sprinkling of the Seir before he applies the below sprinkling of the par. And the Torah stated, And he shall complete the kapar for the Kodesh, from which we can infer, Complete the kapar of the blood of the par, and afterwards complete the kapar of the blood of the seir. Rather, the Kongaro first places the mixture one time above, and sometimes below for the par obligation, and then does the same for the seir. And pointing between the Mishnah and Dab, Nun say that before doing the blood applications on the Mizbach Zahab, the Kongaro pour the blood of the bull into the blood of the goat. The Gemara seeks to identify the ton of our mission and concludes it's Rabbi Yoshia, based on a Bryce where he says the blood should be mixed and Rabbi Yonason says they should be applied separately. Rabbi Yoshia said to him, Does the Torah not state that Aaron shall perform Kapara upon its horns, Achas Bashana, once a year, implying that only one set of applications is made from both bloods? Rabbi Yonason said to him, But does the Torah not state and he should take Midam HaPara or Midam HaSeir? from the blood of the par and from the blood of the seer, and place it on the horns of the Mizbech, implying they should be placed separately. If so, why does the Torah state Achaz Bashana one time a year? To teach you that there is one application for the par and not two, and one application for the seir and not two. So once again, the three points are number one. Abraisa taught, Kashimaza inumaza al parochas al kenegada parochas. When the Kongado does hazah, he does not do hazah on the parochas, but only opposite the parochas without the drops of blood actually coming in contact with it. Rabbi said, I saw the parochas in Rome, and there were many drops of blood of the par and seer of Yom Kippur. Clearly, the blood was meant to reach the parochas. The more questioned his proof, suggesting perhaps he saw the blood of the Paralam Davar or the seer of Odazora, and answered that he recognized the correct blood because he saw that they had been done in sequence, one above and seven progressively lower. Pointing to the Gemara asked, What is to be done if Nizarbaludam Bidamim? If the blood of the bull becomes mixed with the blood of the goat before any sprinklings are performed, Ravah said, The Kongaro places the mixture one time above and seven times below, and this is sufficient for both applications. When Rabbi heard this teaching, he said, The foolish Babylonians is because they dwell in a dark land that they state murky teachings. Rush explains that Babu is a low-lying land and therefore a dark one. According to Rav, the Kongaro applies the above sprinkling of the Seir before he applies the below sprinkling of the Par. And the Torah stated, the is a Kodesh, and he shall complete the Kapara for the Kodesh, from which we can infer, complete the Kapara of the blood of the Par, and afterwards complete the Kapara for the blood of the Seir. Rather, the Kongaro first places the mixture one time above and seven times below for the Par obligation, 
and then does the same for the Seir. And point number three, the Mishan Daf Nun Gimel Amabe stated that before doing the blood applications on the Mizbacha Zahav, Eredama Parla Tok Dama Seir, the Kongal poured the blood of the bull into the blood of the goat. The Gemara seeks to identify the town of our Mishnah and concludes that it's Rabbi Yosha based on a price where he says the blood should be mixed and Rabbi Yonason says they should be applied separately. Rabbi Yoshi has said to him, does the Torah state that Aaron shall perform Kapara upon its horns, Achas Bishana, once a year, implying that only one set of applications is made from both bloods? Rabbi Yonason said to him, but does the Torah not state and he should take Midam HaPa'ar, Midam HaSeir, from the blood of the par and from the blood of the Seir and place it on the horns of the Nizbech? implying they should be placed separately. So if so, why does the Torah state Achaz Bashana one time a year? To teach you that there's one application for the part and not two, and one application for the Seir and not two. All right, so now we go to our Simfer Daphnon Zayn, and it's related to nose, and we use Pinocchio to make it a more distinct. So here goes. The red Pinocchio hanging in front of a curtain with blood splattered on it had been dipped in a bucket full of bull and goat blood that was accidentally mixed and placed right next to a golden altar that just received its once a year. Blood application. Once again, slow motion. The red Pinocchio, Pinocchio, that must be run duff. Nunzine, nose. The red Pinocchio hanging in front of a curtain with blood splattered on it, which reminds us of Bryce taught that when the Kongado does Hazal, he does not do Hazal on the Parochas, but only opposite the Parochas without the drops of blood actually coming in contact with it. Rebelezabred Raviosi said, Anir Isia Baromi, I saw the Parochas in Rome, and there were many drops of blood of the part in Sir Yom Kippur. Clearly, the blood was meant to reach the Parochas. The Gemara questioned his proof, suggesting that perhaps he saw the blood of the Parlam Dover, or the Sir Avodazora, and answered that he recognized the correct blood because he saw they had been done in sequence, one above and seven progressively lower. So the red Pinocchio hanging in front of a curtain with blood splattered on it had been dipped in a bucket full of bull and goat blood that was accidentally mixed, which reminds the Gemara asks what to be done if the blood of the bull becomes mixed with the blood of the goat before any sprinklings are performed. Rabbi said the Kongado places the mixture one time above and seven times below, and this is sufficient for both applications. When Rabbi Yermia heard this teaching, he said, These foolish Babylonians, it's because they dwell in a dark land, they state murky teachings. According to Rabbi, this means the Kongado applies the above sprinkling of the Seir before he applies the below sprinkling of the part. And the Torah stated, the Kilo Machapra is a Kodesh, and he shall complete the Kabar for the Kodesh, from which we can infer, complete the Kabar of the blood of the par, and afterwards complete the Kabar of the blood of the Seir. Rather, the Kohen Gadol first places the mixture one time above, and seven times below for the par obligation, and then does the same for the Seir. So, the red Pinocchio hanging in front of a curtain, with blood splattered on it, had been dipped in a bucket full of bull and goat blood, that was accidentally mixed, and placed right next to a golden altar that just received it's once a year blood application, which reminds us. The Mishnah Daf Nun Gimam Bey stated that before doing the blood applications on the Mizbacha Zahav, the Kongado poured the blood of the bull into the blood of the goat. The Gemara seeks to identify the town of our Mishnah and concludes that it's Rabbi Yoshi, based on a Bryce where he says that the blood should be mixed, and Rabbi Yonason says they should be applied separately. Rabbi Yoshi has said to him, Does the Torah not state that Aaron shall perform Kapara upon its horns, Achis Vashana, once a year, implying that only one set of applications is made from both bloods? Rabbi Yonason said to him, but does the Torah not state, and he should take Medam HaPar Medam HaSir from the blood of the Par, and from the blood of the Sir, and place it on the horns of the Mizbech, implying they should be placed separately? If so, why does the Torah state Achaz Mishana one time a year? To teach you that there's one application with the Par, and not two, and one application with the Seir, and not two. So once again, the red Pinocchio hanging in front of a curtain with blood splattered on it had been dipped in a bucket full of bull and goat blood that was accidentally mixed and placed right next to a golden altar that just received this once a year, blood application. All right, now it's time for a four-block back chazor. 
Dafnun Gimel. So the Simmer Dafnun Gimel is a Nigerian prince. So here goes. The Nigerian prince, Nigerian prince, that must be one Dafnun Gimel. The Nigerian prince, whose throne room filled with smoke, which reminds us, it was taught in the Bryce, the Torah states, he shall take the Katoris and bring it within the Parochas. The Nasan as the Katoris, and he shall take the Katoris upon the fire before Hashem. This teaches us the Kong Gadosh should not prepare the Katoris by placing it on the coals on the outside and then bring it into the Gosh Kadoshim. The Bryce tells us this, to counter the mindset of the Sadukim, who say that he should prepare it outside and then bring it in, who base their position on the Pasuk, if he comes with the cloud of smoke of the Katoris, then I will appear upon the Kaporis. The Rabbanu word from that Pasuk, that when combining the different ingredients of the Katoris, one should put in Ma'ala'ashan, Rashi says that this is the certain herb that makes the smoke rise in a shaft like a stick. So the Nigerian prince, whose throne room filled with smoke, insists that his servant's exit, taking three steps backward, which reminds the Mishnah Dav Nunbeis on the base stated regarding the Kohen Gadol, leaving the Kodesh Kadashim, that he left walking backwards in the manner of his entry. The Gemara asks how it's known that the Kohen Gadol walks backwards. Rabbi Shmuel Nachman said in the name of Yonasan that it's learned from a Pasuk, V'yavu Shlomo L'Abama Hashem B'givon Yushalayim. And Shlomo came to the Bama, which was in Givon Yushalayim, since Givon and Yushalayim are far apart. The Pasuk must be coming to make a hekish comparing Shlomo going from Givon to Yerushalayim after offering his karbanas to his initial coming from Yerushalayim to Givon. So just as in his coming to Givon, he faced towards the Bama in the direction of his approach, so too in return to Yerushalayim, his face was toward the Bama. And the same etiquette applies to Kohanim Levim and Yisraelim, who are part of the Mahmud, when they leave their service to a Talmud when he leaves his Rebbe. And after one dovens, he should take three steps backward and afterward say shalom. So the Nigerian prince, whose throne room filled with smoke, insisted his servant's exit, taking three steps backward, and say a short prayer for the welfare of the state. Which reminds the Michelin Dab Numbe stated that the Kohen Gadol recited a short tefillah in the outer chamber, but he didn't prolong it so as not to frighten the Jewish people. Ravada Baravada and Ravi Maravada both said in the name of Rav that the Kohen Gadol should say, May be your will, Hashem, our God, that if this year is destined to be hot, may be rainy. Ravach Breder Rava concluded the text of the tefillah in the name of Rav Yehuda as follows, May one who exercises worship not pass from the house of Yehuda. May your people, Yisrael, not be required to receive sustenance from one another. And may the prayers of travelers to withhold the rain not be permitted to enter before you. Daphnin Dalad, so the simmer Daphnin Dalad is noodles. So here goes. When the famed pastor chef noticed he was standing next to a pile of noodles, noodles, pastor chef, that must be on Daphnin Dalad. When the famed pastor chef noticed he was standing next to a pile of noodles on a certain kitchen tile, which reminds us that a discussion began on Daphnin Gimel and based regarding the location of the Aron. Our Bryce was brought that taught that both Rabbi Lezim and Rabbi Yechai say that the Aron went into Galus and Bavel, and Rabbi Yudah Malakish says that the Aron was hidden in this place. On this stuff, Rabbi Nachman brought a Bryce that taught that according to the Chamim, the Aron was hidden in the Lishka's Dira Eitzim. This is where wood from the Mizbek was stored and was examined by Kohanim Bali Moon for worms. Rabbi Nachman Bar Yitzhak said that this view was learned in a Mishnah in Shkalim, where there was an incident where a certain Kohen was busying himself in the Lishka, and he noticed that one of the stones of the floor was different from its counterparts. So he came to inform his colleague, and he didn't manage to conclude before his soul departed from him. They therefore knew with certainty that the Aron was hidden there. So when the famed pastor chef knows he was standing next to a pile of noodles on a certain kitchen tile, he picked them up and found a picture of two young children. He picked them up and found a picture of two young children embracing, which reminds us, Rav Katina said that when the Jewish people would ascend to the temple on the regal, the Gahani would roll up the parochas for them and show them the kruvim, which were joined together in an embrace, and the Gahani would tell them, Behold your fondness before the omnipresent like the fondness between a male and a female. When Rav Chizah challenges, since even the Levim were prohibited from gazing at the Aron 
when it was being placed in the cover for its transport, Rav Nachman answered that this prohibition didn't apply during the Temple era. He likened it to a kala. The whole time she's in her father's house, she's modest before her husband. Once she's fully married, she's no longer modest before her husband. Similarly, while the Jews were in the desert, we were likened to a kala, but once we were already in the land and had the base of Migdash, we are similar to a married woman. The reason the Kohen who wanted to reveal the location of the Aron died was because it was during Baishani, which is likened to a woman who was divorced and taken back by her husband. A woman who's been divorced and taken back returns to her earlier fondness and is modest. So when the famed pastor chef knows he was standing next to a pile of noodles on a certain kitchen tile, he picked them up and found a picture of two young children embracing on top of a stone painted like a globe, which reminds us. The mission stated that after the arm was taken, the Kongado would place the shovelful and coals on the Evan Shasia. Abrice explains this name, Shemimena Hushasa Sa'olam. From this stone, the world was founded. Abrice taught the following. Rabbi Yezer says, the world was created from its center. Rabbi Yeshua says, the world was created from its sides. Rashi explains that Rabbi Yeshua holds that the world began with four foundations marking the edges of the world, and they extended inward. Rabbi Yitzhak said, Akush Baruch threw a stone in the sea, and from that stone, the earth was founded. The Chamin say, Mitzion Nibra. The world was created from Sion. Daphnun Hay, so the symbol Daphnun Hay is a speed limit sign of 55. So here goes. The children learning about speed limit signs, speed limit signs, that must be more on Daphnun Hay. The children learning about speed limit signs who were allowed to throw red water balloons towards the sign, but not hit it, which reminds the Bryce was taught regarding the Kongal of sprinkling the bloods in the Kodesh Kadashim, that when he does Hazah one time above, he does not do Hazah on the Kaporis so that the blood will touch its top, but only opposite the thickness of the Kaporis without the drops of blood actually coming in contact with it. The Gemara asks for the source that the first sprinklings of the bull blood and go blood are not aimed to come in contact with the top of the Kaporis, but are merely sprinkled upwards. Rav Achibar Yaakov said in the name of Rav Izera that the Pasuk states regarding the blood of the goat, and he shall sprinkle it upon the kaporis, meaning above, and in front of the kaporis, meaning below. Since the reference to below is not necessary, given that it can be learned out from the law of below from the blood of the bull, we can use the word below to learn a hekish of all to lifne, from the sprinklings upon the kaporis to the sprinklings in front of the kaporis. Just as the sprinklings done before the kaporis don't reach the kaporis, so too the sprinkling above doesn't reach the kaporis. So the children learning about speed limit signs who are allowed to throw red water balloons towards the sign but not hit it, while counting out loud with concentration, which reminds me, we learned from the Mishnah on Dav Nun Gemal and Beis. So when the Kongado counted the Hazaz, Hazari Shonet Srichem Minyan in Kol Achaz Va'achaz, the first sprinkling, meaning the one directed upward, must be counted along with each and every one of the successive Hazaz, the seven directed downward. Rabbi Lazar said the reason is so that he will not err in the counting of the sprinklings. Rashi explains that by counting the first sprinkling with each of the seven, the Kongado gains a moment to concentrate between each of the seven countings, which prevents him from inadvertently skipping or repeating a number. Rabbi Yochanan said that the reason is based on the Pasuk, and in front of the Kaboras, he shall sprinkle. Since there was no need to state Yazid, since sprinkling was mentioned early in the Pasuk, it's coming to teach that the first Hazah must be counted with each of the next seven. According to Rabbi Yochanan, if someone did not count the first one each time, but didn't err in the Hazahs, he has not fulfilled his Chiyub and must repeat the Hazahs. So the children learning about speed limit signs who are allowed to throw red water balloons towards a sign but not hit it, while counting out loud with concentration, were told the true story of an owner of obligatory kinim who was killed in a speeding accident before his birds were offered. Which reminds us, we learned in the mission on Daphne Nungamon Beis that according to Rabbi Yehuda, there was only a single stand to hold the containers of blood for after the Hazaz. The more brings a related ruling from a race that states that Rabbi says that there were no shofaros, no collection boxes in the Hazar for the obligatory kinim because of the danger of intermixing the chachas with the ola. The Gemara asks what is meant by the danger of intermixing, and after rejecting the initial interpretations, concludes the decree was enacted because of a chatas the possibility of intermixing a chatas whose owner has certainly died. 
If he dies before the contents of the box are offered, all the minds in the box will be rendered invalid. Dafnun Vav. So the symbol Dafnun Vav is the Shusher and Shul going, Nu, Nu. So here goes. The Shusher and Shul said, Nu, Nu. Shusher and Shul going, Nu, Nu. That must be more on Dafnun Vav. The Shusher and Shul said, Nu, Nu. As he was about to make Kish on Kusi wine purchase Erev Shabbos, which reminds us that on Dafnun Hay, on the basic more, said that in the case where the owner of a Chata's bird has certainly died, the reason of Yudah does not permit designated for Zuzim which is the price of a bird to be the money of the dead owner, and throwing them into the water and letting the other zuzim in the collection box be permissible, is Rebuta does not hold a brayer. The Gemara asks, where does it know that Rebuta does not hold a brayer? And brings a case in a brace where one purchased wine from Kusim on Erev Shabbos before dark, and he didn't have the kale into which to pour the necessary truma and rice portions. Rebuta permits one to rely on brayer to designate the trumas and maestros now and separate them later, whereas Rebuta, Rebiosi, and Rebi Shimon prohibited from drinking the wine until the trumas and maestros have been separated. The Gemara rejects this proof, bringing their words at the end of the brace, which state that they said to Rebimir, Are you not moted that wineskin might split open and the wine will spill, and he will have been found retroactively to having drunk Tevil? It's clear from here that their position is not based on the rejection of Brera. So the Shushur and Shul said, Nu, nu, as he was about to make Kiddush on Kusi wine, purchased Erev Shabbos, got so distracted when news came the Chachman arrived in the West before Shabbos, reminds us, the more brings a proof that Rebuta does not hold a brayer from a bright atop by Ayo regarding making two conditional Arab and when one does not know in which direction a Chachman is coming from on Shabbos. Rebuta says, A person may not make stipulations concerning two things, two Chachamim, simultaneously, but only concerning a single Chachman regarding whom he may say that if the Chachman comes to the east, his Arab is to the east. If he comes to the west, his Arab is to the west. Now when it was asked Rebuta permits the two Arabin in the case of a single Chacham, if he doesn't hold a Brera, Rabbi Yochanan answered, Shkabar The case of the single Chacham is an instance in which he'd already arrived before Shabbos. Rashi explains that the person making the Arab was simply unaware of his location. From the onset of Shabbos, he certainly wants the Arab, which is towards the Chacham's location. Therefore, from the moment that he makes the two Arabin, one of them is fully valid. When he learns of the Chacham's location on Shabbos, the revelation is merely informing him of what had been determined before. There is no need to involve the use of Brera. So the Shushar and Shul, who said, Nu, nu, as he was about to make Kiddush on Kusi wine purchased Arab Shabbos, got so distracted when news came the Chachman arrived in the West before Shabbos that he accidentally put the coast down on the plate marked for Havdalva instead of the one marked for Kiddush. Which reminds us, we learned earlier that Rebuta permits only one stand to be used for the blood out of concern that with two stands, the Kongado might confuse the bloods and take the wrong one. They were asked why Rebuta does not permit taking two gold stands or writing upon each one, which one is for the bull's blood and which one is for the goat's blood. After all, we see Rebuta regards writing on the various collection boxes is a sufficient safeguard against confusing them. The Gemara answers Rebuta is concerned that due to the weakness of the Kongado, will not bear in mind to check the labels on the stands. All right, now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from previous Masechus. Number one, which of the one Rebbe Lezabed Yossi said that he saw the Prochus in Rome and it was stained with blood? That's on Duff. Nun Zion. Good. Number two, which of the one that the opinion of the owner was hidden in the Rishkas Dira 18 was based on the incident where the Kohen Balmum noticed the discoloration of one of the tiles? That's on Duff. Nun Dalad. Good. Number three, which of the one that the Amatroxian was not included in the dimensions of the Koshikadashim or the Kodesh, that's on Duff. Nun base. Good number four. Which of the one Rabbi Yudah said there were no collection boxes for the obligatory kinim because of the concern of a chatzah shemesu ba'aleha vadai, that's on Duff. Nun hey. Good number five. Which of the one that the source for taking three steps backwards came from Shlomelch and the Hekash of Givon to Yushalayim, that's on Duff. 
Nun Gimel. Good number six. Which stuff from Malchus Rabbi Yoshia and Rabbi Yonasam, whether the blood of the bull and goat are mixed or not, before the applications on the Mizbacha Zahav, that's on Daf? Nun Zayin. Good number seven. Which stuff from the Kohanim, the regular would roll back the parochas so Kalishol could see the crewing in an embrace, that's on Daf? Nun Good number eight. Which stuff from Rabbi Yudah and others were concerned that the wineskin of Kusi wine would break? Retroactively causing the purchaser to drink tavel. That's on Duff. Nunvav. Good number nine. What should we do when the Kohen Gadol counts achas? Achas va achas to increase his concentration so he doesn't skip or repeat a count. That's on Duff. Nunhei. Good. Number ten. What should we do when there are five psukim whose grammatical structure cannot be determined? That's on Duff. Nunbeis. Excellent. Now the three bonus questions. Number one. What should we do when there a ship is not makabal tuma? That's on Duff. Hey, Gimel and Shabbos. Good. Number two. Which stuff do you have a question? One makes a Shechianu on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippurim. That's on Duff. Mem and Erevin. Good. And number three. Which stuff do you have in the one Shana Ka Avraham? Avram. That's on Duff. Yud Gimel and Brachas. Excellent. Right. That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.